Welcome. You're listening to audio from Haddington Elam Church. We hope that you're encouraged and challenged by this week's message. Today, uh, I'd like to share a word of the Lord to you, to your life, to your soul. And the subject, the theme is the transforming presence of Jesus. The transforming presence of Jesus. And I'm going to use... Uh, the very well-known text in the Matthew and Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28, verse 21, and that's it. Matthew 28, verse 20, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and I surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. I will be with you always. So Jesus has promised to me and to you, he will be with us. So the first point is, the presence of the Lord Jesus in my life and your life brings the joy that satisfies the soul. The joy that satisfies the soul. There is a, the Bible has a very beautiful story in Luke chapter 24 from the verse 13. And I'm going to tell you, Jesus was crucified. Jesus was killed. But he had already risen and not manifested at all yet. So when two disciples were on their way to Emmaus, is a small village. And they, are, they were very sad for the Christ's death. So they are walking. And then Jesus himself joined, joined them on that way and starts talking, talking to them and asking, why are you so sad? What are you talking about? What's the, what's the, the subject? And then they, they look at him and of course they didn't recognize him and they, said, and they said, have you not heard about Jesus? The perfect man that he was just killed. And then from that, Jesus begins to explain, according to the scriptures, that this must happen. And they do not recognize Jesus, and Jesus uh, didn't make himself known to them. And he, because he was in the glorified body, Jesus then begins to explain to them that it was good for Christ to suffer in order for him to enter into his glory and to fulfill the scriptures. So when they get closer to the village, they are going to Jesus. Does as if he's going further. He's not staying. But then the disciples said, "Stay with us because it's, it's late. It's almost night. So stay with us." And then at, me, at the meal time, Jesus makes himself known and disappears. So now it's a very, very interesting thing that the disciples said. In the verse 32 in Luke chapter 24, they said, now I'm going to just paraphrase here. Didn't our hearts burn as he spoke? Didn't his presence with us take away that sadness, that bitterness that was in our soul and, and bring to us joy to our hearts again? So I cannot explain to you, I cannot Talk about this transformation, about the presence of Jesus removing all the sadness of our life, 
unless you decide to choose Jesus as your Lord, as the master of your life. There is no explanation for that. Because what I can guarantee to you is that the presence of Jesus brings supernatural joy that does not depend on the circumstances of life. On the contrary, this joy that Jesus brings to me and to you interferes with the circumstances of life and makes the sad person a happy person and brings satisfaction to the soul and transforms the discouraged one and an excited one for the things ahead. So, and regardless of the struggles and hardships you are going through, I assure you that the presence of Jesus in your life, in my life, in our life, brings a joy that satisfies the soul. Hallelujah. So, that's the first point. Second point. The presence of Jesus. What happens when we have the presence of Jesus? The best happens where Jesus is present. The best happens. So there is another very well-known story. The Bible says that Jesus went to a wedding feast in John chapter 2. In John chapter 2, the wedding was at Cana, Cana of Galilee. And at that time, the best wine was given in the beginning of the party, in the beginning of the feast. So they gave the best wine. And after everyone had had a mouthful of wine, and there was, when everyone was already happy <laughs> with wine, <laughs> because wine in the Bible means happiness, joy, and then when they are very happy with the wine, then the people was in charge of the feast, in charge of the party, they start giving the second class wine, an inferior wine. So sometimes, happens that the party, but sometimes happens at that party that Jesus was, was at, the wine ran out in the middle of the party. The wine just is gone. Not even the best, not even the second class one, not even the cheap one. There is no wine anymore. And at that time, as part of the culture of that time, if the wine run out in the middle of the part, that was a very, very good, very big shame for the bride, for the groom, for the parents. What a, it was a total disgrace if the wine ran over. If the wine ran out, it was a disgrace for the family. How you give you a party and you know, provide wine. And okay, it was a total shame. I will say a word here for you to bring, it, bring that situation to our time now. Maybe in the middle of your life, in the middle of your party, in the middle of your journey, the happiness, the wine, ran out. Or maybe sometimes it's trying to steal your happiness. Maybe someone wants to win the joy of your life. It's ending, or maybe someone wants to just trying to remove the happiness of your, of your heart. Maybe there are people here in the middle of life's journey, you still, you still have a lot to do, and 
do you still have a lot of life to live? But in the middle of this journey, they want to end the joy of your life. They want to end the satisfaction of living with the pleasure of living. And maybe you are ending it yourself. But I prophetically declare over you today that where Jesus is present, the party does not end. The party don't stop. The party won't end. I prophetically declare over your life that if you let Jesus into your life, the party will not stop. The party, the happiness will not stop. And then, let me summarize for you. The wine, the wine ran out. Jesus' mother went to talk to him. They brought water jars. By the way, dirty water. Okay? And then he makes the miracle. Here it is. Jesus' first miracle. Jesus turns the water into wine. The wine is distributed. And the head of the party marvels. Saying, how can they offer the best wine at the end of the party? Because this is not normal. This is not the, what we are used to do. We give the best in the beginning. But I don't know what is happening to these guys. I don't know what they have in their minds. They, is, they are distributing. They are giving the best in the end. I learned some lessons here I'm going to share with you. First, Jesus always has the best for you. Jesus always has the best for you. Can I hear that amen? Jesus always has the best for you. I wanted to say, I wanted to say with me, Jesus has always the best for me. Just, just say it. Jesus always has the best for me. It always transforms your life for the better. He will never turn your life for the worse. Where Jesus is, his presence transforms for the better. Whatever Jesus will do in your life, as long as you open your heart to him, be ready for him to transform your life for the better. He transforms your family. He transforms your being. He transforms your soul for the better. Two, it's prophetic for you too. It says, at the end comes the best wine. So, I prophetically declare upon your life as well. The best is to come. The best is to come in your life. You think you are living good, good life, living good days. That's not enough. The best is to come for you. The best is coming. It's inevitable. So, I don't know what tribulation you are going through the adversity, what struggle you are going through, but Jesus is with you. If Jesus is in your life, so you can prepare, you can be ready for the best to come. There is no bad economy, there is no pandemic, there is no, nothing that will prevent the best that is to come for you. The third point. Third point. Jesus, the presence of Jesus, transformed the storm into calm. The storm is transformed into calm. Another amazing story in the Bible, in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, verses 35 to 41. Jesus is in the boat, and there is a storm. A rise up, a storm rise up. 
And then water starts to enter in the boat and the disciples panic. They wake up, Jesus was sleeping, saying, Master, don't you care if we perish? You don't care about us. So Jesus wake up, rebukes the wind, calms the storm, and they were amazed. End of story. What can we learn from here? What can we learn from that? The boat is our life. The boat is my life, your life. is our story. Jesus is there. And then, what, would, what do we learn from Jesus on the ship of our life? First, the presence of Jesus in our lives does not mean the absence of the storm. Okay? I'm going to say again. The presence of Jesus in our lives does not mean the absence of a storm. He will not take away all the problems ahead of you. That is not his way. He leaves the problems during the path. <laughs> but the important thing, he is there. I don't want to deceive you. I'm not going to say that you never have fights again. That you never go through tribulations again. That you never go through dif difficult situations again. The presence of Jesus in our life does not mean the absence of storm. Because Jesus, that we said in John chapter 16 verse 33. I have told you these things so that in me. In me. Jesus said, in me, you may have peace. And he continues, in this world, in this world, you will have trouble. In my version, in Portuguese, say, in the plural, troubles, problems, adversities. It's not singular, it's not only one. There's a lot of them. So, Jesus said, you will have tribulation, but take heart. Don't be discouraged. I have overcome the world. And you are in me. If you are in me, you overcome the world as well. Because my victory is your victory. My vision is your vision. My heart is your heart. So, second, the presence of Jesus on the vessel of our life means that the boat will not sink. The boat will not sink. So what does that mean? You can even get water on the boat. Water in the Bible in many verses, in many texts, is synonymous is a typology of tribulation, adversity, struggle. You can even go through different types of tribulations. Emotional, financial, spiritual, family, career. Doesn't matter. But you won't be shipwrecked. If Jesus is in your life, your boat will not sink. Third, the presence of Jesus in our lives is the certainty that the storm has an end. I don't know what you are going through. And I don't need to know. But I know who knows. And the one who knows. He has 
on his schedule. He has in his agenda a day and time to cease the storm you are going through. To cease the tribulation you are going through. To cease the problem you're trying to solve. He knows the time. He knows the date. And the time will come, my brother. It's prophetic for you. The time will come when you're going to see this problem solved before your eyes. By the power of Jesus. By the power of the presence of Jesus in your life. The presence of Jesus helps the afflicted. The presence of Jesus helps the afflicted. Another very well-known well story in, Jesus, in Luke chapter 18, verse 35. Luke chapter 18 tells us about the blind man in Jericho. Jericho, a blind man placed by the wayside. Jesus comes with a crowd and he began, begins to cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, ben David, have mercy on me. And people get annoyed with their guy crying out. They said, hey, shut up, man. There's a crowd around him. Do you think he's going to stop and take care of you? Do you think he's going to pay attention to you? Now, we can learn a few things here. Now, let me tell you. Open your, open your hearts now. There are many people will not like your attitude and they will try to reprimand you as well and they're gonna say to you why did you go to the church why did you join these people why did you believe in the bible why why <laughs> have you noticed that you can do anything in your life that nobody criticize you you can even destroy your life. Nobody cares. But the moment you turn to God, there will be mockery. You can have your life destroyed in the mud of rot. Destroyed by drinking alcohol, by drugs. Your family is torn apart. Your marriage, career, studies. Nobody cares. But when you turn to God, there is always someone to criticize you. And there is always someone to try to stop you. To change your mind. Now learn something. Let me tell you something. Don't let anyone shut up your praise. Don't let anyone stop your praise. Those who don't have the power to solve your problem. Also don't have the power to determine your attitude. Those who don't have the power to provide a solution to your problem. Also don't have the power to prevent your attitude. So don't accept it. Often it's not about finances, it's about relationships and it's about yourself. Because every single woman and woman, man and woman in the world has an emptiness, existential emptiness, which is the lack of God. That this blank space in the soul is the size that only God can fill. So I'm going to tell you here. In the face of pressure, increase action. In the face of pressure, increase action. Can you repeat that? In the face of pressure, increase action. Hallelujah. 
The more they rebuked the blind man, the louder he screamed. They, they didn't accept pressures in his life. And so they start, the greater the pressure, the greater, the greater the action. So you cannot be intimidated by anyone, neither for the majority opinion, nor for friends. The greater pressure, increase your action, increase your attitude, keep praying, keep praying till he answers you. What is your, what is your biggest problem? What is your priority? Present to him. Bring to Jesus. Don't stop to present to him. Present to God. What is your problem? Is a son? Is a daughter? Is familiar? Take to Jesus. Keep presenting to him because only he helps the afflicted. Jesus stops a whole crowd to meet a social outcast. He stopped everyone to ask, that man, what do you want me to do for you? And he said, I want to see replied the blind man. And Jesus, so see. And he began to see. Study over. Persist. God's answer will come to you. I'm not saying will come today. Could be today. I'm not saying tomorrow. Could be tomorrow. I'm not saying next month. Could be next month. But I'm saying to you, the answer will come. Fifth. Jesus does what no one can do. In Mark chapter 9, Verse 14 to 29, the parents of a boy possessed of an evil spirit in Mark chapter 9. Sometimes uh, the evil spirit throws the boy into fire. Sometimes he was thrown into water. So the parents come to Jesus and say, your disciples couldn't solve this. What did I learn here? There are things in our life that is useless for you to ask the help of the man. The power of the Lord is going to use whoever he wants to use. So, uh, there's something that Jesus said in verse 23. Everything is possible for one who believes. And the power is not in the pastor. The power is not in that holy sister that prays a lot. The power is not in that brother, consecrated brother. The power is in Jesus. If you believe everything is possible for, one, for the one who believes. If any interest in the father immediately answered, I believe, I do believe, but please help me and my unbelief. That makes no sense, but sometimes belief and unbelief, they are fighting and we are in the middle of the fight. But I guarantee to you, there are things no one can do, only Jesus can do. In Matthew, in very Matthew 28, verse 18, King James says, after he was resurrected, all power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. Jesus does not have some power, part of the power, just 10% of the power. Jesus has all power to solve all problems. Last point. You will never be the same. The presence of Jesus will change you until you never be the same person anymore. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, there is no psychology, no sociology, no neuroscience, no psychiatry, no psychoanalysis to explain when a person really gives his life to Christ and recognizes that he is the Lord. The Apostle Paul says, 
Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things. It's not some part. It's not just half of things. All things have become new. It's something supernatural. And I say again, it's not the pastor. It's not the church. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. The apostle Paul has itself, himself. When he met Jesus in Acts chapter 9, had his life totally changed. He once breathed threats against the church, against God's people, was now one of them and became the greatest writer of the New Testament. Zacchaeus, the tax collector, he claimed the tree to see Jesus, also had his life powerfully transformed by receiving from Jesus that following statement. Today salvation has come to this house. Because this man too is a son of Abraham. Hallelujah. So I don't know. And I. That's my conclusion. I don't know what kind of situation you are going through at the moment. Perhaps you are at a critical time in your life. Maybe you are disappointed because you expected some help from someone. But today I came here to tell you that only the presence of Jesus in your life can change any situation. Do not expect from the man, the human being, what only Jesus can do. Trust him. In your life, you'll never be the same again. Let me pray for you. Just bow your heads, close your eyes. And if you need the supernatural intervention of the Lord... In some area or some part of your life you are going through in a bad situation. You are expecting help from someone. But that someone just turned back to you and just went away and left you without solution. Left you without hope. Left you without any uh, condition to go ahead and going through. You are, maybe you are thinking, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do tomorrow? Monday is coming. That day is coming. I need to make a decision. I don't know what to do. Just open your heart now. Just tell him, Lord, I need your help, Lord. In the same way I've heard today in the message, those people cry to you, shout to you, and you stop everything we are doing at that time to help and answer you wake up to answer to stop the storm so lord i need your help as well in the same way transform the storm that i'm going through into calm because i believe in your power lord thank you for listening please tune in next week for another inspirational message If you're in the East Lothian area, visit us online at haddingtonelamchurch.com for information about how you can join us for our weekly Sunday services.